glad you're back for our look at Revelation chapter 3, day 3 today. We're looking at verses 7 to 13. The angel of the church in Philadelphia. As we look at these seven churches, remember we're looking at how Jesus' messages can change our hearts and change our lives. And in this message to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, to this church in that day, he's speaking to us also. It's what Jesus says to a growing church. It's what Jesus says when growth is happening in your life. Let me read for you this entire message. Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 to 13. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. These are verses all about an open door. Philadelphia, it's a growing church. God is at work in this church, but it's also a struggling church. They're struggling with persecution. They're struggling with having little strength. And if you ever look at yourself in this world and feel a a sort of a spiritual inferiority complex because of your belief in Christ, it seems like everything else is gaining in the world but faith. Realize that God has an open door. Truth is, one of the most depressing, defeating, and sometimes enraging things in life is a closed door. I mean, just think of the pictures of it. You're ready for a kiss on your girlfriend's doorstep and click. Instead, you're facing a closed door. That's discouraging. Or you're rushing to a teacher's class to get the assignment in, and the door is locked, a closed door. Or you have to get to the store to get that all-important item, and the door is locked. They're closed. Or you're looking for work, and you've knocked on a lot of doors, and the answer keeps being no. You're hearing the door slam shut instead. This message to the church in Philadelphia... It's about how to allow the refreshing breeze that comes through the open doors to begin to occur in your life. How the open doors of Christ will let the fresh air of life into your everyday life. And as we look at these open doors, we're going to look at three keys. I couldn't resist that, three keys with open doors. Three keys for opening those doors in your life. These may not be the doors we're going to talk about today that you're thinking of, But when you open these doors that we're talking about, that's how the other doors open in life. That's how the door to his abundant life opens in your life. And that's really the true success of life. What do I do to open doors? Number one, I get acquainted with the doorkeeper. Number two, I look for open doors. And number three, I walk through the open doors. That's what you do. Number one, you get acquainted with the doorkeeper. It's relational. It's like one of those expensive high-rise apartments where you got to know the doorkeeper to get in. And if you know them, they recognize you as somebody who's supposed to be there. They just wave at you and wave you right on in. If they don't know you, you're not getting in unless you know somebody that's in there. You don't get in unless the doorkeeper knows who you are. And I've got to know the doorkeeper, Jesus Christ. 
You don't get in to a relationship with him, to the spiritual victories that you want to see happen in your life, except that you know him. And as Jesus writes this church in Philadelphia, he says, here's who I am. I am the one who is holy and true. That talks about his character. He's holy, he's distinct, he's different. He's above us in greatness and purity. If doors are to open in my life, in your life, I have to recognize that Jesus is holy, that he has a distinct claim upon my life and character that no one else has. It's not just me living my life on my own energy and power. It's living for the holy greatness of Jesus Christ. He is holy and he is true. And that word true, the Greek word there, points not so much to the attitude of honesty as it's sort of the idea of the genuine article, the real thing. Open doors begin to happen in my life when I recognize who Jesus really is in my daily life. I recognize his character. He's the one who's holy, the one who's true. I also recognize his authority. These verses say that he is the one who has the key of David. He is the one who opens and no one shuts it. And he shuts and no one opens it up. If you want to do some further study of this, you can look at Isaiah 22, 22 to see where Jesus took this reference from, the key of David. David takes this familiar symbol of authority and he ties it to himself. David, the greatest of the Old Testament kings, the one who was promised an everlasting kingdom. Jesus says, I'm the one, David's descendant. I am the one, God in human flesh, who holds the key to that kingdom. And I'm the one who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. He's the only one who has that set of keys. He is the chosen one to open up eternal life and abundant life in my life, in my everyday life. And Jesus says, you want to get acquainted with the doorkeeper, remember, I'm the one who's coming soon. And that word soon throws us. It might throw you all the way through the book of Revelation. Remember, soon does not mean the next minute. Soon means at any moment. When Jesus says, I'm coming soon, and he waited 2,000 years, some people think, well, he didn't know what he was talking about. Well, of course he did. And soon means at any moment. I believe that from the moment Jesus first left, he is coming soon. He could have come again at any moment that he wants. He could come in this moment if he wants. He is coming soon. So you recognize, you get acquainted with the doorkeeper. The second thing to experience open doors is you look for the open doors. Many of us, we have a tendency to fix our eyes on the closed doors of life, to camp before them, and to use them as an excuse for not moving anywhere. I'm just going to sit here until that door opens. Possibly the reason that you feel that doors are always closed in your life is you're sitting in front of one closed door. And the need is to get up and look for the open doors. Now, why do I say that? Because in these verses, Jesus guarantees, the doorkeeper guarantees that certain doors are open to you. He holds the keys. As you walk through the scripture, you can actually see hundreds of doors that are open to you. The door of God's love, it's always open. Are you walking through it? The door of forgiveness, it's always open. Are you walking through it? The door of prayer, it's always open. Are you talking to God about whatever you're facing? The door of witnessing, of sharing your faith with somebody else and seeing a response, it's always open. Now, I mentioned that one because that's probably the door that he's referring to here in Philadelphia. This city, Philadelphia, was built strategically to be a Greek influence in Asia. And Jesus proclaims here that he's going to use that central location to open doors to their telling the good news. When other people speak of the closed door in their life, remember, that's an open door for you to talk about Jesus Christ and the fact that he opens all kinds of doors in our lives that may not have to do with what I want to have happen, but they have to do with what I most need. 
if you're looking at the closed doors and you're focused only on the closed door, begin to look for the open door and begin with these things like God's love, God's forgiveness, talking to Him in prayer. As you focus on that, then you're getting your eyes above that one door to look for where's the open door? Where does He want me to go? Who does He want me to talk to? Where does He want me to live? How does He want me to respond? Who does He want me to forgive? What's the open door in my life? And once you see it, you do the third thing. First, you get acquainted with the doorkeeper. Second, you look for the open doors. And third, you walk through the open doors. No matter how widely a door is open, you're not going to get it anywhere unless you walk through it. And Jesus, as he talks to this church, says, you're that kind of people. You are walking through the open doors. And he talks to them in verse 8 and verse 9 about the kind of people that they are. And as he looks at their lives, he sees why they're able to walk through those doors. In verse 8, he says, I I placed before you an open door that no one can shut. And then he says to them, I see, I know that you have little strength, yet you've kept my word and you've not denied my name. I see in that the character of someone who walks through open doors. Jesus says, I see you, you have little strength. Go ahead and still walk through the door I've opened for you. And when he says little strength here, I don't think he's talking so much about the size of the church or their resources I think he's talking about what they probably feel about their faith. They probably look at themselves and think, we don't have the power to change this whole continent. We don't have the power to be that kind of witness. The truth of the matter is, when I am weak, Paul taught us, then I am strong. Jesus taught us, when I have faith as a mustard seed, then I can move mountains. Now that's opening a door. When I see that I have little power, it causes me to look to his great power. There are times in my life, and there may have been times in your life too, when I stood before an open door and not gone through because I felt like I don't have the power to make a difference there. I'm not worthy to walk through that door. I don't have the strength. I don't have the ability to walk through that door. If you'll walk through knowing that you have little strength, when I'm weak, then on the other side of that door, you'll discover then he is strong. But you have to have the faith to walk through the door. You're never going to discover that then he is strong on your side of the door. Your faith step is to walk through that door, even though you know you have a little power. Jesus says, I know you have a little power, but I see two other things in your life. You're the kind of people who walk through open doors because you have kept my word. In the scriptures, in God's word, the Bible, there is a map to the open doors in our lives, to the open doors for our growth and character for the open doors for the kind of life that he wants us to live, the kind of relationships that you and I can enjoy. It's almost as if I'm sitting on a bus and I think I want to go somewhere, but I'm not so sure where to go. And someone hands me a map. If I don't open the map, I'm going to still be as unsure. But once I open the map, I see thousands of destinations. That's what the Bible is like. Now, I know you may not know the exact door that you want to know right now. Who am I going to marry? Where should I live? What exact job should I have? But I have discovered that if I'll walk through the open doors that I see, the doors of growth, the doors of character, the doors of living the kind of life that God wants me to live, then those other open doors that I'm not so sure of, then they become clear. That's how you get there. You go where you see. And Jesus says, you've kept my word. That's one of the keys to opening doors. He also says, you have not denied my name. They lived in a city that was a very cosmopolitan city. And they had all the pressure in the world, the kind of pressure you have to try a different door, to live up to this temptation or to try this pleasure, to live for the name of Caesar and the worship of some foreign god. But instead, they never denied his name. They never denied the character, the purpose, the authority of Jesus Christ. 
Trust in Jesus always remained alive in them. When you're looking for open doors, trust in Christ is all important. More than simply pointing to the door or holding the key to the door, in John chapter 10, verse 9, Jesus says, I am the door. So I've got to trust him in order to go through the open doors that he has for me. This church, the church at Philadelphia, it was a great church which saw before it the open doors of life. But look at why. Jesus says that they were doing the simple things right. They were trusting. They were depending on the direction of God's word. They were living with a, a faith in their everyday lives, even though they saw the weakness in their lives. Start simple. I know life can get complicated. I certainly understand that. But if you want to walk through the open doors of faith, you got to start simple. Do the little things right, the simple things right. Trust in him. Depend on the direction of his word. Have faith even though you see the weakness in your own life. Let's trust in him in that kind of way right now. Jesus Christ, today is the day for us to walk through the open door of faith. So help us to trust you right now, to trust you for who you are and to trust you for how you're at work in our lives. And even though I don't understand sometimes, we don't understand sometimes, and we wish we did, instead of fighting against what we don't understand, instead of camping out in front of closed doors, help us to look right now for the open door, to see what it is in a relationship, to see what it is in the way that we relate to you, to see what it is in our growth, to see what it is that's the open door in our lives right now. And help us to determine to walk through that by your strength, because of your love for us. Jesus, thank you for the open doors in our lives, and thank you that no one can shut them when you open them. In your name, amen. Tomorrow, as we continue our walk through this chapter, we're going to look at what Jesus says to a complacent church. Mm -hmm.